Hello and welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of books. And me and Claire keep in touch through our book club books, which hopefully a lot of our dedicated listeners will know this fact already. And we are on our 11th book at the moment. We just started The Dangers of Smoking in Bed by Mariana Enriquez. This is a translated book as the author is from Argentina. And it's a collection of short stories which focus on the macabre, horror, and just twisted parts of the human Mm. psyche. We've read four short stories so far. Yes. And yeah, we're going to discuss what we think about those and then set our next reading goal for next week. So what were your thoughts, Claire, on this? Right. So I read all four stories. I I've, I really enjoyed these shorts. I really did enjoy the short stories. The one story I um, had such a strange ending was that first one. Yeah, it's so weird. She just ending. ran off. So basically what happens with this is when she was a child, she found some bones in the garden and it turned out to be bones of the daughter baby. that had died. Yeah. A baby mm. had died. And uh, the grandma was quite obsessed about these. And, and every time it, it rained, she she would lock up the house, basically, and didn't go outside and was turned up the volume on the, mm. on the TV and stuff like that. And was, you know... And these baby's bones, this baby came back and haunted her when she was grown up, wasn't she, in, in the city? Well, yeah, so... the. The grandma's daughter died. They buried yes. her in their house. But when they moved, they reburied her. And she kept haunting the grandma, but only when it rained. Yes. And the girl that digs up the bones, who's the granddaughter, finds out about it. But as you say, it's not until about 15, 20 years later that she wakes up one day. Yeah. And this decomposing child is like in front of her. And she's like, yeah. oh my gosh, what, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> and... Some people can see this decomposing child and mm. some people can't. And she's with her all day long. All the time. She? And, and she cries when it rains. Yeah. And yeah, the ending to this book, I mean, the ending to this story, as this is the first one, I don't mind kind of spoiling it, but the ending to the story, they go back to the old house and, you know, the the demon babies like my bones are in there you need to go get them and she's like I can't go get them because it's not my house anymore and then the the demon child's like well I, I can't go anywhere then and then yeah. the woman just like hightails it just like runs yeah. away as fast and runs as she off can. to the bus and that's how it ends that's how it ends <laughs> and she's it's almost like she's trying to outrun it but I don't think you can yeah. outrun it because it will just keep appearing in front of you surely yes exactly um, but that that was the opening short story to this collection yes. and it was weird because it started off and it was a bit chilling and then yeah like the spirit demon thing like turned up and that was horrifying and really scary yeah. but then but then the main character was like, oh, it doesn't want to hurt me. It's just there. But then clearly that is still a horrible, horrible thing to follow you around for the rest of your life. I know. It's, not... it's description is awful, oh, isn't it? It's like really... decomposing and like, <laughs> dripping oh. blood and, and goo and stuff like yeah. that. And it's like, it's really vile. <laughs> just stood in front of her. I think it wasn't it sat yeah. on her lap on the bus at one point. And I was just like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> 
But yeah, the thought of that crying every time it rained, oh, that would drive yeah. me insane. Yeah. Um, so that, it was a good opening. It, it was a good opening story. It just had a bit of a strange ending. It was almost like the, the person just didn't know how to end it. So it was just like, I'll just run away. <laughs> I've, I found so far all of the stories that we've read do end very abruptly. Like I was really getting into that second story and then it was just like done. Uh, and you were like, oh. oh the Diego, Diego and Sylvia in the quarry. Yeah. yeah. And... That the Those horror girls. Element, I know the writing <laughs> and the lust and the yeah. sexualization and language that she used in this was so vulgar that it made your skin crawl. It made you kind of go, Ugh. you know? Yeah, <laughs> I know it did, didn't it? Because they basically these three girls just all wanted to have sex with Diego, but he wasn't interested in them. He was interested in Sylvia, who was apparently no, no. squirrely, flat, flat ass Sylvia. Flat. <laughs> Yeah, flat ass Yeah, who was really scrawny. And they just couldn't understand why, you know, that he didn't fancy them. We shouldn't give away the stories too much. No, no, no. We, we won't it didn't end good. It did not, but that one was interesting because the horror, obviously there was a horror element at the end, but it was, it was almost like the way that she was writing the sexual frustration of these three girls. That yeah. was the horror part of the story. Mm. It, was it was intense and disturbing on so many levels. And then the the third story was about, <laughs> oh, did it make you wretch this story at the beginning? This tramp who was pooing. I was just trying to remember which story came first between the two that I read after that, but yes. We had diarrhea, didn't we? The way they explained that scene. Like, yeah. Because he like pulls his pants down. I was like, where's this going? Where is this actually going? And then it it was really gross. Yes. Really gross. That was all about a, a curse, please. There was a curse put on that street because these people weren't particularly... These two guys, I can't remember their names, were were pretty horrible to to the tramp, if I mm. describe them, as a vagrant-type person. And there ended up being a curse on the street and everything just went wrong with everybody on that street other than the doctor and the family that were nice to him. But in a way... That didn't work out for them either because when everyone no. on the street, their luck's going down, all of a sudden they're all looking at you. So they were almost trying to hide their yeah, did good you, fortune. Did you... I did not get the ending though. Oh, well, I I figured, well, I put, because I think there was a bit of cannibalism going on. Had they found the tramp? Oh. And that's why there was a fire because they were like burning yeah. the car and also... I don't know. I don't know. It was know, a funny it, smell. It wasn't yeah. a normal burning smell. It was uh, so I yeah. thought. Because I I cook- didn't understand it because like the mum's cooking meat and they come down yeah. and like you can't be cooking meat. Uh, but I like, don't think she this- was cooking meat because she was looking yeah. out the window. Oh yeah. So I don't think right. she was because I assumed she was cooking meat. But I don't think she was cooking meat. It, it, the kids assumed she was cooking, but it was from outside. That's how. That's the impression I got from the story. It's just hard because it says 
That night, we smelt burnt meat. Mum was in the kitchen and we went to reprimand her. Was she crazy putting a steak on the grill at that hour? People were going to catch on. But Mum was trembling beside the counter. That's not regular meat, she said. And I know I know what you mean. She then looks through the blinds to the street. Mm. Mm. I don't know. And then her last sentence, I don't know why she'd say that. And, and why she'd say that's not regular meat, because... I don't know, but maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe that's what was I don't happening. know. I don't know. Either way, it was sinister. Like, I finished that story and I was like... Because they knew they had to find that tramp because he'd not come back for his, his trolley, had they? I don't know and whether they thought that killing him would end this curse. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it didn't... It sort of left you to sort of think about what was happening. Yeah. That was the only that was the only one where I was left at the end going, I don't know what that ending is. Mm. Deeply mm. unsettling, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, deeply unsettling. Um, and then the fourth this fourth one really, really got me. It was so This was this was my favourite story. This was, it was my favourite of well. the four. I've put best story. I really liked it, yeah. And I kind of knew the ending as well, you know, as soon as it had started. But I was hoping that wasn't the case. I had no idea. I didn't know that Did you not? It, yeah. it had been passed on to her. I, that's awful, isn't it? And they all knew as well. It's the fact that they've yeah. done that as a conscious choice together. Yeah. And the ending of that just left you feeling so sad yeah. and downhearted. Sad. And... Well, she she went... Well, no, I'm not. we're not going to give any of it away. No. But it, it is a really good story and it does... You know, she just was really struggling she'd had massive anxiety didn't she and she couldn't yeah just scared of do anything scared absolutely Mm. everything frightened her she saw everything bad in everything wasn't it everyday things yeah it was it really um it was the best story of the four i'm really enjoying it sophie though i love i love the short stories yeah i'm really enjoying it as well and it is such a pleasant surprise because Mm. I didn't know what it was going to be like going in and I'm not really a short story person usually because I want to get into a book and feel the characters sort of thing. And, and But this one, even though each story is only about 10 pages, she really manages to convey everything you need to know and you can connect on some level. And I think the way that she's phrased everything in each story makes you kind of on edge and grossed out, but in different ways. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And that's interesting, like, each horror or, like, unsettled feeling is linking to a different part of humanity that maybe we don't like so yeah. much, so that's interesting. When I read the third story, it made me think of Nod. Yes! Because they yes. were all going crazy. <laughs> My mind went straight back to Nod as well with that one. I was like, oh, gosh, yeah. they've all gone nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but literally, one, one street over, everything was perfect and fine. It was, <laughs> exactly. it was very bizarre. so crazy. <laughs> you just have this picture in your head of complete chaos, don't you? Just like the maddest <laughs> street ever. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it was, yeah. I'm re- I'm really enjoying it as well. I will say all the endings at the moment seem to be very abrupt. Yes. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but you're almost getting to that point, and then it's just like boop done, and you're like ah. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think I, yeah. I, I think the fourth story ended very well, though. I think that yes. that did it quite good. That had a nice conclusive end. Well, yeah. nice isn't the word, but it had a conclusive no. ending. Yeah, definitely. So mm. next week we are going mm. to read Rambler Trist, The Lookout, Where Are You, Dear Heart, and Meet. So we will be reading up to page 107. And the story okay. called Meet feel, fills me with, with dread. I don't know why. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that chapter title says it all. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll be reading up to page 107. Let us know your thoughts on the book if you've read it or you are reading it over on our Instagram at Lounging with Books. And other than that, Claire, what have we been reading this week? What? I'm, I've nearly finished. I've got, I think I've got like 50 pages left of The Prophet and the Idiot by Jonas Jonasson. And I, I love it. It's funny. It's, it, it's ridiculous. So basically, the bit that I'm at at the moment is they're all on the island of Condor. So uh, Johan, Agnes and Petra. Obviously, um, She's the prophet who has decided that there's another date when the world is going to end. But there's a bit of a story behind this because what they, he, Aleko, who is like the president of the Condor Island, he is just completely like such an embarrassing character. You just want to slap him around a little bit. Slap him around? Uh, <laughs> He's just he's just unbearable as the president. He just does not have anybody's like needs to his you know, he, he he does not care about the people on the island or anything. As far as he's concerned, they can all just, you know, die and he doesn't have to do anything with them then. But anyway, he went to this conference in uh I can't remember exactly where it was. It was a conference where there was lots of pred- lots of different presidents and leaders and stuff like that. And he said all these lies about the, the island of Condor. And one of the lies was that they had this amazing international airport, beautiful new airport that he's created and he's created schools and he's done everything on this island. And this airport is just a completely run-down airport. But he's realised, he went back to the island and the, the three people there are like, you know, you've told these lies and what happens if somebody comes to visit and sees that we haven't actually got a really nice airport? <laughs> so they pretend, right, to stop people using the airport or flying into the, the, the airspace is that they've got this bird that is nesting at the end of the airport. And you can't come and fly there because it would disturb this this particular bird. <laughs> and it's just bonkers, Sophie, right? And at one point, there's this reporter who's clearly like, I don't know what's going on here, you know. Is, is this president you know, telling lies, or is he is, you know, is he is he the good guy that he's making out? And he flies the helicopter over and then there's this massive storm. And what they've done is they've retarmacked the, the airport landing strip and then put like this pretend front on the, the airport terminal. 
And he's flying round, and then the helicopter man goes, oh, no, we can't fly into Condor because it's too, I haven't got enough fuel. So that while they're turning round, the guy take is taking photographs and video of the airport, and there's this, like, storm. And it's basically blown down, like, the terminal bit. And it's, it's just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And how does this relate to him punching his brother in the nose? Oh, it, it, it's just There's all too much, like too much to unpack, there's, just, there's just too much to unpack in it. But basically, it was Frederick that had sowed the seed about the fact that this airport, Frederick is Johan's brother, who he was going to punch. He has sowed the seed about the fact that that they are all like fake and and telling lies on this island and getting money and creating, you know, and... It's just all all entwined sort of thing. I'm not explaining it well, but it's it's just <laughs> ridiculous. It sounds mental. It is. <laughs> Last week I was given a book by by my mum as a recommendation called The Beast in the Shadows by Edgawa Rampo, translated by Ian Hughes. And this is actually a book that was written in 1928, which I didn't realise. I only realised that after I'd finished the book. And you could not tell that it was written that long ago. Like, I did not... I thought it was quite a modern book, so that was quite fun to find out. And this is a book about a deductive crime writer who gets involved with a married woman because she says that she's being stalked and hunted by this other crime writer called Oshunde. And Oshunde has this reputation of being quite psychotic really focusing on like the murder rather than like the deduction side of it so the main character says yes I'll help you I'll try and you know solve these crimes and then yeah lots of things happen in this book and then the narrator is like deducing well because of x y and z this was actually the killer or this was the person or this is who Oshunde is but then when you get to the end of the book He's doing like his last deduction, almost like he solved the whole thing. And I kind of thought what he thought at the end, right, you know, I was like, yeah, I've got this right, I've got this right. And then on the last couple of pages, the narrator like says some stuff about things not adding up. And then it does a bit of a bonker diary. Then there's just loads of blank pages at the end. Oh. And I was sat there thinking, oh, maybe everything that I thought was actually not true maybe it's this person or maybe this was the scenario or maybe this happened and that explains why that was the case and yeah it was very clever because you either can accept his theory at the end which is all very neat or listen to his doubts at the end and go well actually maybe there's something more to this mystery that we missed I just thought it was really clever it was a really fun way of engaging like your deduction skills and the the character was quite interesting to listen to very Sherlockian almost but yeah I really enjoyed it it was very very short I actually read it over a couple of days but it's definitely something you could easily read in one sitting if you wanted to and it was refreshing to just pick something up and just read a nice Mm. short book Um, so yeah I really liked that one that one is a renew for me. I'd probably recommend it to everyone because it's a really short book and I think everybody will get something out of it. Um, and yeah, brilliant. 
it's over on our Instagram. I did do a little post about it. So if you're interested in reading it as a recommendation, do please take a look at that. The Beast in the Shadows. So yeah, I need to it's think got of a great my cover. next book. Oh yeah, it does, doesn't it? Penguins. Yeah. Done done a good job there with that cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, next book. So I'm going to read you um, the sentence of two books, and you've got to decide what my next book is going to be. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. So here's the first one. The globe is spinning in front of us, countries blurring before our eyes. All Rosie has to do is stop it with her fingertip, but I know she won't. She won't make such a big decision based on something as flimsy as fate. So that's the first one. Ooh. Okay, and the next one, are you ready? Yeah. On the day we buried my mother, I deduce... I have poisoned myself with alcohol and drugs and woken up in hospital. I console myself with the knowledge that it's what she would have wanted. Wow. Both of those books have got very strong openings, have they not? Yeah, they are pretty strong, chosen aren't they? Yeah. Whenever I read my openings to you, it's like I went to the shop, full stop. And I'm like, this is a terrible <laughs> opening. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh my gosh. Which one? I, th- I thought nothing could beat the first one because I, I liked how whimsical yeah. it was. But that second one was dark. We've just read a funny book, so let's go for a really dark emotional read. Let's go with number two. Okay. Well, you have chosen. Do you remember me talking about this one? Emily Barr, <gasps> Batpack. Hey! It's hey. Emily Barr! Yeah. Wow, that I think is it's, dark. it's based it's based in Vietnam, I believe. Yeah. On the day she buries her mother, Tamsi wakes up in a hospital having poisoned herself with drugs and alcohol. It's time to get away from it all. That sounds incorrect. Am I shocked? It's Emily Barr. She writes great yeah. books. Yeah, it's one I picked up. So uh yeah, I'm gonna read that. And the one you turned down was Aria's Travelling Bookshop. Oh come now. <laughs> By they're Rebecca both great Rainson. choices. <laughs> <laughs> You've chosen me a big book. I have, haven't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't purchase them. You shouldn't own these books. <laughs> <laughs> these are ones that I pick up. You know, when you see like a book stand. <laughs> yeah. Go, oh, just... yeah. I get those. <laughs> I love the way you choose books, Claire. It's so refreshing. I need to think of my next book. To be honest, I might go back to. I was reading that Death of a Bookseller and I stopped reading it because I just wasn't feeling it. I might give it another go and just try and finish it. Maybe that'll be my mission this week. Maybe I'll start enjoying it a bit more. Yeah. Well, you'll have to tell us about your next book next week. Ooh, something to look forward to. So that's all from us. Remember, we are reading up to page 107 of our book club book, The Dangers of Smoking in Bed by Mariana Enriquez, so do join along. As always, follow us on our Instagram at loungingwithbooks and get in contact with us as well. If you're enjoying the podcast, let us know, share it on your social medias and with your friends, and we'll be back next week, Monday morning, bright and early. It is goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. 